Live from the WLIWFM studio in Southampton, New York, on December 14th, 2022, I'm Gianna Volpe on Long Island's only NPR radio station. New York Governor Kathy Hochul has signed legislation into law that replaces the word alien in state statutes with the term non-citizen, which was proposed by Democratic lawmakers. Quote, New York will both match the language anticipated to be in federal codes and demonstrate respect and humanity to its immigrant population, reads a legislative memo attached to the bill. Zach Williams reports in the New York Post that legislative language states that changes to laws covering cannabis, parks, public health, labor, public authorities, real estate, economic development, and a litany of other topics will take effect immediately. This includes nixing illegal alien in favor of undocumented non-citizen. The legislation, sponsored by Assembly Person Maritza Davila, Democrat from Brooklyn, and State Senator Jessica Ramos, a Democrat from Queens, passed both chambers by big partisan bipartisan margins last spring. While the bill sailed through the New York State Legislature, similar legislation updating state usage of the phrase incarcerated people attracted controversy from conservatives who said state lawmakers and the governor ought to focus on challenges other than replacing antiquated language. Looking at schools last winter, nearly 1 million students across New York State sat for the grades 3 through 8 English language arts and math assessments, a pair of mandated tests that have existed in one iteration or another over two decades now. But this wasn't just any ordinary year, as such, neither are the results. Michelle Troring reports on 27East.com that the 2021-22 assessment marks the first standardized step toward a new normal for school districts statewide, following an abbreviated version of the test for the 2020-2021 school year and their complete elimination in 2019-2020 due to the COVID pandemic. Due to that, the New York State Education Department cautions against comparing uh, the 2021-22 results, which were released in October, to previous years. At the same time, it's the closest benchmark that districts have to measure student performance, not growth, administra- uh, administrators emphasize, outside of their internal progress monitoring, which largely results from the strong opt-out movement that has swept across Long Island. Quote, in education, where we are at this point is, we still administer the state assessments because they're required by law and they're meaningful. That's Emma Gansett School Superintendent Seth Turner, who added, but they're just a piece of information that speaks more to how the school as a whole is doing as opposed to how an individual student is doing. Still, East End administrators are in the midst of reviewing the data and, with a grain of salt, examining their own curricula for teaching gaps and areas of improvement as they navigate the road into a post-COVID era. How the pandemic has affected testing and student learning still remains to be seen, and district leaders are largely redirecting their attention toward the bigger picture, graduation rates, college acceptances, and employment tracks as they shift away from survival mode. Here on the East End, uh, a Manhattan couple licensed to launch a recreational marijuana dispensary on Long Island hopes to begin delivery service in January and open a shop in Suffolk County by April. Serena Triangle reports on Newsday.com that Marquis Hayes, 42, a chef, and Kim Stetz, 54, a psychotherapist, said they've been scoping out opportunities in the towns allowing dispensaries looking at retail space in Southampton and introducing their business, Keep It 
100 LLC to Suffolk County farmers and dignitaries. The couple won one of seven regional retail licenses issued by the state last month. Hayes and Stett submitted an application with veterans of the cannabis industry from other states. Christina B. Johnson, founder and CEO of the Washington, D.C.-based Rooted Therapeutics, and Rabbi uh, James Q. Khan, executive D- director of Liberty Cannabis Cares, the corporate responsibility arm of Maryland-based Holistic Industries. The group applied through the Keep It 100 LLC, but will likely operate under a yet-to-be-determined name, Hayes said. He instead said they're hoping to debut a retail space sometime between mid-February and April. Eventually, Hayes, Stetz, and their partners envision a $10 million to $12 million development centered around the dispensary that may include a nearby restaurant and a place to enjoy art. The couple was drawn to the East End because Stetz has family in the region and Hayes has culinary connections in the Hamptons. They recently met with representatives of the Shinnecock Nation which is working on setting up a cannabis operation and dispensary and reached out to other government officials. The pair has toured properties here in Southampton and met with local farmers. And finally, when you've got to go, you've got to go, even when you're in the middle of a workday in one of the most expensive zip codes in the country. That's essentially the argument that Sagaponic Village Mayor Bill Tillotson makes when asked about the presence of a plastic porta potty that has been set up since about midsummer on the side of Narrow Lane East in Sagaponic. Caitlin Riley reports on 27East.com that several village residents have complained about the presence of the bright blue portable toilet with the company name Call Ahead on the side, saying it's an eyesore and out of place in the bucolic village. But Mayor Tillotson says that's some kind of... Uh, says that some kind of rest, public restroom facility is essential in the village with so many trade parade workers present during the day and that providing one is simply a matter of human dignity. Quote, it's a human right to have a bathroom available. Some people are, uh, the mayor continued, some people are great to the help who work on their property and others treat them very poorly, he said. Everybody talks about being a welcoming neighborhood in a welcoming country, so you should at least make it possible for people to go to the bathroom in peace, end quote. Oh, my gosh. Is he suggesting that some people don't allow folks, I, I suppose, who work on their property to use their restroom? That is a shocking fact. All right, looking at the weather here in Southampton as we welcome back onto the show Kate Fulham of the East End Food Institute at the bottom of the hour for the Wednesday work segment, underwritten by Robert James Salon. Looking like a sunny Wednesday with a high near 39 degrees, wind chill values between 15 and 25. Breezy today with a northwest wind 15 to 21 miles per hour tonight. Mostly clear with a steady temperature around 34. Uh, north wind 8 to 14 miles per hour. A little warmer tonight. Right now it's 30 degrees just below freezing. Uh, I'm Gianna Volpe. We sort of had some, we had some Gordon Lightfoot at the end of yesterday's show. We're going to kick it off today with Gordon Lightfoot's song for Winter's Night. We've got Old Dominion and Sharon Jones and the Dap Kings on after that. Then our first featured local artist, the Hoodoo Loungers, with another hunkered down day from their um, their big pandemic hit. Uh, this was about lockdown. Uh, a, a single from 2020. We've got Paul McCartney on after that. Then Quinn, what is that, 92, I think. Or no, no, no. 
XCII. I forget what we... Excess, right? Is that what it was? I can't remember when it is. But we've got Ash Nico's Pan Attacks, Panic Attacks in Paradise from the Paradise All Music Edition that we've been brewing for you. Uh, then I I did get a request for Gangster's Paradise uh, when I do the All Music Paradise Edition. So uh, spoiler alert, guys. I'm going to be playing the Scott Bradley's Postmodern Jukebox cover of that featuring Robin Adele Anderson. You get to hear it this morning. A little uh, Christmas music on deck after that. I'm Gianna Volpe. This is Gordon Lightfoot. And you, whoever you are out there, you're awesome. And you're listening to Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLIWFM. lamp is burning low upon my tabletop The snow is softly falling The air is still in the silence of my room I hear your voice softly calling If I could only have you near To breathe a sigh or two Just to hold the hands I love On this winter night with you The smoke is rising in the shadows overhead My glass is almost empty I read again between the lines upon each page the words of love you sent me If I could know within my heart That you're alone too I would be happy just to hold the hands I love On this winter night with you Fire is dying, now my lamp is growing dim The shades of night are lifting The morning light steals across my window pane Where whips of snow are drifting If I could only have you near To breathe a sigh or two To hold the hands I love On this winter night with you And to be once again with you You're listening to WLIWFM, NPR Radio, 88.3 on the FM dial throughout eastern Long Island and coastal Connecticut, 
96.9 in Central and Western Suffolk, online at WLIW.org slash radio. we both know we're Marina Del Rey. Plane's gonna fly away and you'll be on it. And by this time tomorrow, I'll be singing yesterday. The sunshine's gonna fade and we can't stop it. So before we turn in, I can't make you love me. Let's be brand new, sweet Caroline, free fall, a small town Saturday night. Before you Baby, be my pretty woman Cause we know Sunday morning's coming down And let's take a drive, you and I Down some old country road Talk about growing old in one of those pink houses Yeah, we might be a candle in the wind But let's pretend we're brown girls, sweet Caroline
lunch on my plate It's just another hunky down day It's just another day It's pretty much like yesterday Cause every day is just another I absolutely love this track by Paul McCartney. I'm going to put it on pause just for a second. You just heard your featured local artist, the Hoodoo Loungers, but it is getting to the bottom of the 9 o'clock hour on Wednesday morning, a little after midnight if you're listening to the replay, and that means it's time for our Wednesday Works segment underwritten by Robert James Salon. Honored to have on with us birthday person, Kate Fulham of East End Food Institute. Happy birthday, Kate. Thank you. I'm delighted to chat and I'm delighted to celebrate my birthday with some great news from East End Food Institute. So thanks for having me on. It's it is it's an honor, it's a privilege and it's very exciting cuz one of our favorite uh, things to talk about here on the show is helping to feed folks throughout the East End community. So the uh fundraising campaign that you guys have right now, the Farm to Community campaign is certainly one that fits right in uh, very nicely there, making sure everyone in our community has access to high-quality, nutritious, locally grown food. Tell us everything. Well, I mean, at the core at East End Food Institute, we believe that uh, people should be able to eat what is growing around them, and we have such a bounty on the East End, as you know. Um, We believe in supporting our farmers and really getting food onto plates in people's homes, in institutions, um, and through food pantries when people need it. So 
Uh, with East End Food Institute's Farm to Community campaign, we are hoping to raise $500,000 by the end of the year. We are just over halfway uh, towards our goal, and uh, that helps to support our food processing program that helps to take in surplus produce that we buy from the farms, and we turn it into products uh, like frozen, shelf-stable, and refrigerated products that have a longer shelf life. They could be used in food pantry um, setting, and uh, the patrons can take them home and use them at convenience. Uh, we also work with the Southampton Town Senior Center at their three uh, locations for their lunch program, and with five school districts, about 10,000 students throughout the East End. Um, and so we're hoping to help support these programs and, uh, you know, make sure that people can have access to this wonderful food and that the farmers are compensated for the hard work that they do, you know, taking things from seed uh, and onto the plates of people in our community. This is crucial work all the way around, especially when you consider uh, ways to help the planet and knowing how much food waste uh, figures into things. The fact that you're able to uh, help help the farmers as well as make sure that less food goes to waste. Uh, I can't think of uh, other organizations locally that do that piece of the puzzle, uh, although I'm sure I'm just ignorant to, to uh, different things that are already in place. Can you talk about uh, some of the relationships that you already have uh, with some of the food pantries, in addition to the, the ones you just mentioned with kids and seniors? Yeah, I mean, um, just something that you said really struck me, too. And um, I was appointed on to the New York State Department of Agriculture and Markets uh, Local Food Procurement Advisory Group. We're actually issuing a, a report to the governor at the end of the year here. And uh, one of the things that has come up in that report is that Long Island really doesn't have a food hub um, to concentrate the aggregation, processing, and distribution of foods that are grown here on the East End. Um, and Suffolk County has some of the largest uh, amount of agricultural production throughout the state. So, um, you know, we're, we're working on including more uh, food, again, into the food pantries. Um, the ones that we work with include Heart of the Hamptons, uh, Springs Food Pantry, Rise Life Services in Riverhead. Um, and then uh, we also work with CAST, uh, Community Action South Old Town on the North Fork, and the Patakohan Medicine Lodge and big um, the um, Boys and Girls Club of Shinnecock Nation. So we're, we're actually um, really excited today. It was a great birthday present. Um, we're excited to announce that All for the East End is going to be uh, making another $25,000 grant. Um, Fantastic. For the Farm to Community Program. Last year, we uh, received that grant and we gave a few thousand dollars to each of the five um, food pantry partners. And they actually could shop uh, on our online virtual farmer's market to source the goods locally that they need um, and in order to supplement what's offered in the food pantry. So it gives the farmer um, and the food producer an opportunity to keep that money, money in our community and support the work that they do to produce our food, but also give people who may be leveraging the food pantry for food assistance, uh, really a dignity of choice and a, a beautiful 
product that they can take home and enjoy and be nourished by. Fantastic. We love that. We were just talking with Molly Bishop of Heart of the Hamptons about uh, that dignity element when it comes to toy distribution and the way they allow uh, parents and, and grandparents to to pick out items rather than be handed something that might not fit their kids as well. It's great to hear that that's the same uh, idea is being applied to food. Big tip of the hat to Claudia Pilato and the entire team at AFTI. And also, I, I do want to, uh, first of all, say the website eastendfood.org for folks that want to help with the uh, the campaign and helping you guys reach your goal. Uh, also, especially in honor of you on your birthday today. Uh, but I also just wanted to uh, give another tip of the hat to you guys, particularly in how you were able to help local producers uh, when the incubator in Calverton was out of commission. Can you talk a little bit about how you guys were able to keep the the uh, wheels running and, and possibly really keep a lot of local producers in business during a difficult time? Sure, yeah. Well, um, East End Food Institute, in addition to helping streamline the connections from farm into different community resources and feeding our community, also helps to support local small businesses by providing them a space to produce their product. Uh, our kitchen that we uh, rent up Stony Brook Southampton campus is licensed by the New York State Department of Agriculture and Markets that uh, licenses the food production uh, for packaged goods. And uh, a lot of sm- local small businesses uh, leverage that space. Um, we keep up the kitchen and make sure that everything is in compliance, and then they can come in and out and leverage storage and um, space to produce their products in a safe, clean uh, environment. So uh, during the time when there was an explosion at the Calverton Incubator, um, several companies from the Calverton Incubator came to the Southampton location and uh, we're able to support them to keep their businesses going. Um, We do a lot of collaboration with um, Stony Brook's Calverton Incubator. We are more of an early entry point uh, with a smaller uh, facility as people are coming out of the home processing environment and looking to scale up, but not quite ready to make more massive amounts of product. And and usually people will come to us and sometimes graduate out to the Calverton Incubator. So we're really relieved that that facility is back up and running. And, um, you know, we were able to support them during the, the time that with, where there was um, a bit of a break right. uh, to, to rent and get the place back in order. Such beautiful things. And it, and it sort, of sh- sort of shows folks a little bit more of uh, the networking web, how all of these organizations fit together and e- are able to help one another uh, to feed folks and help the producers uh, to also stay in business and grow their business. I mean, it's a huge undertaking uh, capital alone to invest in some sort of brick and mortar space. And and, uh, uh, some folks decide never to do so. So, you know, organizations like East End Food Institute and uh, the Calverton Business Incubator, I just think they're so great. And we're so lucky that we have uh, both of you, uh, organ- both of your organizations. Well, thank you. Yeah. And so much happens behind the scenes within the food system. I mean, we saw during the pandemic that, um, 
when people get sick and systems break down, um, it really is a matter of food security, especially right. in an area that's geographically isolated like yes. the East End. And, you know, this Farm to Community program, at the end of the year, we're all thinking about, you know, giving and sharing the bounty with the community, making sure that people who are less fortunate have what they need and also are able to enjoy the bounty of our region. Um, at the same time, we're doing a ton of work behind the scenes. As I mentioned, I'm working with New York State, um, federal grants that we're applying for to really strengthen the system of food growth, production of products, delivery of fresh and processed uh, produce and products throughout the region to make sure that people are able to access food in times when things are going smoothly, but that also we can create a food hub and a system and a network that's really strong when we are in a time of emergency. Um, so a lot of that work so far in my last five years with organization has been hidden behind the scenes. We're really trying to take that out into the forefront now, uh, really start to talk about the programs that we've built, which really didn't exist a few years back, and, uh, you know, expand upon that. And that's our big project now in Riverhead, where we host the Indoor Farmers Market yes. on Saturday from 9 to 1. Um, we are also working on building out a food hub that will help to feed the community, uh, leverage North and South Fork agriculture, and have access to Points West as well uh, to make sure that we can be economically viable, resilient, sustainable, and equitable uh, going into the future. Speaking of the farmer's market, uh, just to put it on folks' radar, this Saturday, I believe, is the last open market day ahead of Hanukkah Christmas and Kwanzaa. So uh, if you're looking to shop local, and I hope you are, uh, I just stopped by a book place, the new book store in downtown Riverhead to do just that yesterday, uh, not far from where the farmer's market uh, lives, which is on the corner of 25 and 105. I think it's Saturdays from nine to three. What are the hours? Do you, do you know? Sure, yeah. So the East End Food Market is at 139 Main Road in Riverhead. It's right near the All-Star Bowling Alley, just right. like you said, um, from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Uh, every PM. Saturday, uh, except for Christmas Eve yes. and New Year's Eve. Uh, we are going to give everybody a little break. I think, you Good. know, everyone shares the sentiment of wanting to support local business. Also, there's a lot of people who really need to slow down and take time with their families. So get your shopping in this weekend. It's last uh, chance before the holidays right. and, uh, you know, get some local goods into those stockings and, you know, into the, into the table. Um, you know, a lot of local food, local gifts, um, very, really you know, that, that knife, you meet the people who make them. The gentleman who makes, uh, the knives, I was so blown away by his work. And I, oh, I, yeah, I have one of Nick, Handcrafted knives by Nick. <laughs> so beautiful. And then I bought the shape sorter from um, the gentleman, the woodworker. What, what's his What's his name? Yes, Jim Walsh from Green Door Woodworks. Um, he makes beautiful cutting boards and um, also beautiful, uh, like shape sorter, like yes. you said, or a puzzle for children. And I know your your um, son is probably getting to an age where he'll be able to use. Well, right? you know, I ended up i I got it uh, for for Harmony for Christmas, but we live in such a small place that I ended up 
giving it to uh, friends of ours that had a baby like two, I think they're a week or two apart. And so I, I was like grateful because I was able to support local and then I was able to also, you know, uh, to give as well. Um, but I just did want to say, because we're, we're at the end of the segment, eastendfood.org uh, to help support East End Food Institute, especially during their, their campaign right now. Kate Fulham, happy birthday to you. We look forward to having you back to talk more about the programs that are in existence and that are coming toward us. Before I let you go, is there anything that we didn't talk about that you want to make sure that we say? You know, it's just been my privilege over the last five years to serve East End Food Institute and the community. There's a triple bottom line um, return on investment here with the Farm to Community campaign and any donations to East End Food Institute. We're benefiting the economy, the environment, and human health. And, uh, you know, I just think it's a really it's a really great organization. So uh, East End Food Org, I hope that folks will be uh, generous and help meet our fundraising goal this year. Amen. We are grateful to have you and East End Food Institute here uh, on our East End. I'm Gianna Volpe. That was Kate Fulham. Uh, That was the Wednesday work segment underwritten by Robert James Salon. This is Paul McCartney and you, whoever you are out there, you're awesome. And you're listening to Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLIWFM. Again, the website to support East End Food Institute is eastendfood.org. Stay tuned. Every day she takes a morning bath, she wets her hair. Wraps a towel around her as she's heading for the bedroom chair. It's just another day. Slipping into stockings, stepping into shoes. In the pocket of her raincoat It's just another day At the office where the papers grow She takes a break Drinks another coffee And she finds it hard to stay awake It's just another day It's just another day
Sincere apologies for pulling the plug a little earlier. I just didn't want to keep the birthday girl on bake for too long. I'll never forget uh, another day I learned of that song when I was in high school, I think, and I have very distinct memories of walking through this wooded uh, shortcut to get to my high school and listening uh, to that on my headphones. All right, we've got another day in paradise. It looks like I added a love note to myself that there is a need for a live bleep. So I'm going to be reading the lyrics along with you as I play Another Day in Paradise. And then I've got a new favorite track. Uh, it's a single by Ashniko from last year called Panic Attacks in Paradise. And then we've got uh, Scott Bradley's postmodern jukebox cover of Gangster's Paradise here on Long Island's only local NPR radio station. Uh, 13 minutes before the NPR news break at the top of the hour and the next local news update. Who's joining us at the bottom of the next hour? Ah, author Amy Turner. I believe she'll be in the studio with us in uh, WLIWFM Studio 51. You're not going to want to miss it. Stay tuned. She burns through the night like an ember And all those things we try forgetting I remember But we say we all fine, we all fine Sunny day dreams and we up now Vodka lemonade, I serve it up, it goes down 75 degrees in a dope sound All you need to live fine, to live fine A little sunshine cause she need it A dose of rainfall in the evening The waves crash down and we feel them Say here's through the nights we steal them And I'll be running cause I figured out The more I slow down the less I get out And if we fall let's be strong now Moving along we don't mind we don't mind Of the night won't mislead it. The 
Tide pulls me in, but it takes slow. Kiss to the nights we let go. And I'm hoping that they figure out it's all about the scenery along the route. No fears and no problems. These moments are so kind, are so kind. on my toes right till the very end. You're listening to the Heart of the East End, music from all decades and genres, interviews with folks from all walks of life, all morning and midnight long, all because of you, the listener supporter of Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLIWFM. Typical of me to go ruin the party. Everybody says they love me, but I'm still broken hearted. They call me Bali pessimism. I'm a macabre Barbie. I love you. My boyfriend wants to love me, but I won't let him. I've been predisposed to trauma since I was 11. So I wrote a couple albums to let out some aggression. I hate that I'm so. Sucker for a little devastation And this always happens Panic attacks in paradise Bring you collide as I'm terrified I swear I'm not crying, the sun's just bright I'm having the best time of my life Panic attacks in It's a big joke, haha, I love laughing. It's a big hoax, your self-help happy. Cause I'm okay, I'm pure propane on an open flame. Watch me blow up, my boyfriend wants to love me, but I won't let him. I've been predisposed to trauma since I was 11. So I wrote a couple albums to let out some aggression. I hate that I'm so... 
Minute after minute, hour after 
power. Everybody's running, but half of them ain't looking. What's going on in the kitchen? But I don't know what's cooking. They say I've got to learn, but nobody's here to teach me. If they can't understand it, how can they reach me? I guess they can, and I guess they won't. I guess they run. That's how I know my life is out of luck. Fantastic cover of Coolio's Gangsta's Paradise here on WLIWFM. Leading you into the NPR news break with little Carol King, Christmas Paradise on Long Island's only NPR radio station, WLIWFM. Coconuts and rum for Justin. 